Thank you for listening to Better Than Yesterday by Five Star Ring. Thanks for tuning in. This is part two of two, Limitless with Shane Dick. Hopefully you listened to the first podcast. Uh, if not, go back and listen to it and then start this one up. But uh, yeah, we continue on with uh, Shane's story, his recovery, his injury, getting back to bodybuilding, and what's going on with his life now. So hopefully you enjoy the show. You know, you, you, you're in the hospital for... You got out, was it January or February? It was like middle of January or February. January, like 10th. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was 14th. I don't know. Probably. I was, in there, I was in there for six months. I know yeah. that. So. so you're in there for six months, and then you came home. And I remember, I think you were home for Christmas for a bit, and you hadn't been downstairs yet, I believe. And then I remember we all... I think there was like eight people spotting you going downstairs. <laughs> yeah. And um, no one wanted to watch me fall that day, that's for sure. You were using the railings, and, and I think, like, I remember, like, our grandpa's like 90 years old, and he's helping to spot you and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And um, just to kind of get you down the stairs to, to see your, your room and, and stuff. And that was kind of. That was cool, just being able to see you like get down there and and you know look around. You're like looking in your closet and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it was it was, yeah, it was interesting. It was, it was neat because like I mom and dad um, move my room upstairs into dad's office, yeah. uh, so I can live up there and didn't have to go up and down the stairs. Well, not that I didn't have to, is because I I couldn't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when I when I first went home. I, th- I think I first went home for a weekend past on dad's birthday, October 25th. And that was about two months after the accident and I wasn't able to go up or down the stairs quite yet. But um, at least I was able to go home. Uh, they built like kind of a temporary ramp up the deck in the backyard so I can get inside the patio doors there because my wheelchair was so damn big. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, um, I remember the first day that, that I came home that weekend, Rommel, uh, jumped on my wheelchair as I was trying to go up the driveway yeah. and he almost knocked back like a 300 pound wheelchair. Yeah. And, uh, the guy, the handy transit guy saved me from falling back and probably cracking my head open. Cause Rommel <laughs> was so excited to see me. Yeah. Um, Rommel, Rommel was our dog at home there. Oh yes. Yeah. No, no, that was dad. <laughs> who's, who's Rommel? Yeah. Who's this Rommel? <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, you know, going throughout the house and having, having to see everything again, being able to go up and down the stairs and just utilize, you know, things that you didn't think you'd be able to because doctors told you, you know, you're going to be stuck in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. And I said, you know, screw that. That's not going to happen. So, well, and a lot of that was because of the work that you put in doing physio, you know, every day. And, uh, one of the things that I think about a lot is when people are told from their, from their doctor or physio or whoever, like you're never going to be able to do this again or, you know, whatever, whatever the movement is, whether it's walking, whether it's, you know, uh, you'll never be able to squat again or, you know, just, just anything. I think it's just so saddening to hear like so many people just like, okay, I was told this, so I'm not even going to try. And like the amount of people out there that could be, you know, doing so much better than they are or, you know, fitter or healthier or whatever, um, take someone's word for it and don't even, don't even attempt it. 
And it's, you know, I guess that's having that, that fixed mindset, which is not a, a, a good way to go through life. You know, having that growth mindset, like, okay, I'm going to at least try my best every damn day to see, you know, if I can see improvement. And if there are slight improvements, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And like with, with, um, going back to that, like being told that you're not going to walk again and stuff. I just remember us having a, a family meeting and I don't know if you were there or not, but, uh, it was with MPI and all the doctors and all that. And uh, they're basically explaining, you know, all the injuries that occurred in the accident and uh, what the diagnosis was and what, what uh, we plan on doing going forward. And that's uh, the day that uh, the doctors are telling, you know, MPI, hey, like we kind of we kind of need, need you to uh, put an elevator in the house. We're going to change all your all your carpet floors to hardwood floors so he can, you know, go around in the wheelchair easily and, uh, you know, go up and down the stairs with the elevator. And um, I just remember uh, that's when I started, you know, breathing decently again on my own um, from, like, the punctured lungs and broken ribs. I just remember, oh, man, um, <laughs> sneezing for the first time with the, the ribs broken in your <laughs> lungs yeah. is the most painful thing in the world. Like, holy crap, that was, that was really shitty. Worse than after but, an ab workout. Yes, <laughs> after two ab workouts. But yeah. uh, um, I just remember, you know, taking in as much breath as I can and part of my language, but I, I told the doctors and MPI, I took in a breath and I said, fuck that. And I said, and like my mom, my mom looked at me, she's like, Shane. I said, I'm walking again. You don't have to put in an elevator. You don't have to change anything to my parents' house. Like, I'm going to be fine. Like, this is, like, it's going to be okay. And like, did I believe myself at the time? And when your doctors are telling you all that, like half and half, like I knew I would stand again and whatever, but I didn't know to what extent. And uh, like I said, I did downplay the injury because I thought, you know, I'd be running in a year or something like that, but that didn't happen, even though you put in all the work you possibly can. Um, but but having that mindset to where, you know, you're being told that, you know, this is never going to happen for you again and it's not even a possibility. Um, they, they gave me, I think... Uh, I, it was like a 20% chance to walk again. And then when they realized, you know, like he's way more messed up than we originally, <laughs> than we originally thought, oh, we'll give him about a 1% chance to walk again. So uh, I took that 1% and I uh, didn't run with it, but I walked with it. <laughs> yeah. Walked very slowly. Yes. But no, it's, and it did take a lot of work and a lot of physio. And even when you got out of the hospital, like, you were going, what, three times a week, like, for physio? Like, mom yep. was taking you to HSC, so you were still working with the same physiotherapist. You were still, yep. um, you know, getting getting out of the car in winter and, and getting in the wheelchair and, and being wheeled into the hospital and everything like that, and it was pretty... Pretty crazy. Actually, you were uh, doing the handy transit thing too, right? Like they were they yeah. were helping when you were in the electric wheelchair. That big thing, yeah, the big stuff. Yeah, but mom, mom took me to basically all the all yeah. the appointments. Like, took my wheelchair in and out of the car. Like minus forty weather. Like she, yeah. and she'd have to park. Like in HSC, there's no parking. Yeah. Um, she'd have to park basically like four blocks down and walk. Uh, to the thing, and I'd be like 15 to 20 minutes into my physio session by the time she'd get in there and she'd be ice cold and I'd feel like complete crap. <laughs> but uh, that gave me that gave me a reason to work, so it was good. Um, it's, it's just funny that the mindset that you were saying, like people, people like able bodied people, like 
they do, they don't have no motivation. They don't have no, you know, drive or anything like that. Like I have a couple of friends who, um, they're not going to name names, but you know who you are. <laughs> um, I've been trying. I'm calling you. Yeah. Out. <laughs> I'm basically calling y'all out. Um, that, that they're just, they just have no drive to go to the gym and, and you know, they're bigger people and, and you know, they're really good friends of mine. And I just wish that, you know, they, they take their health and, and life seriously because you never know what can happen, right? Like, look what happened to yeah. me in a blink of an eye. Yeah. Look what happened to mom. Look what happened to you. Yeah. You know, like we've been through a lot and, uh, you know, health is a, is a big, big issue. And, um, if you're able-bodied man, like use that to, to the, you know, most ability that you possibly possibly can because it's so important like i i wish that i had you know my body back and and everything like that and and seeing you know being able to do everything again but um you know you you go pee and poop you take that for granted i don't take that for granted anymore like i'm thankful that i still kind of can but um just there's just so many situations where you know people people don't don't tap into their potential when they they can and like I don't do it every day, but I do it most of the days, and that's what matters. So, yeah, yeah it's not once in a while. It's you know you're doing it consistently, and uh, you know I think what we do here at the gym and what I'm trying to push people to do is is do more, do a little bit more than you think you can. Yeah. And when I look at you know what happened to you, if you weren't as fit and as strong as you were, like you probably would have been dead from that accident, and. You know, if you didn't have the mindset and the the training under your belt that you did, you probably wouldn't have recovered from it. Like, you know, not 100% now, but you're doing a hell of a lot better than they thought you would. So not, you know, not knowing how to push yourself with with your training and your bodybuilding and your, your, you know, athletic background, it would be really hard for someone to go through that who has never lifted a weight in their life you know, if it was someone who had a desk job and just never did anything or really stepped out of their boundaries and, and pushed themselves, like, you know, they might never walk again. Well, I'd, I'd bet you a million dollars that they'd still be in a wheelchair right now. Yeah. <laughs> and and I look at, you know, the stuff that, you know, we're trying to do with people in here is, you know, get them moving the best they can, get them moving even better, you know, the next day, try to do different things, expose your body to different things. So, you know, say if something does creep up, say you get into an accident, not that you want that to happen to anyone ever, but, you know, you're going to be stronger and be able to deal with it and be able to think of like, you know, if someone tells you you're not going to be able to do something again, it's like, you know what, I've, I know how to push myself. I know how to bust my ass and I know how, you know, how to put in work to, to become better. And, you know, that's going to be on their side. And then, you know, if it, if it comes down to, you know, sickness, like for someone who does have that desk job, sorry, sorry about you desk riders that I keep like throwing under the bus here. Damn people with your damn desk jobs. (laughs) Fancy desks and pens and, (laughs) but anyways, you know, say you're someone who, who doesn't do a whole lot and you end up getting sick. Like, you know, even, even with our mom, when she ended up getting diagnosed with cancer just just less than a year ago now she uh mm-hmm. yeah. she like you know she was pretty active in the yard and stuff she wasn't going to the gym and training and doing a lot of the stuff that we're doing but if you are someone who is a bit more active um you might notice maybe a decline in performance a little bit quicker um i know i've got um 
an old training client whose whose mother had passed away and they used to go on hikes and stuff like that and then they noticed that she wasn't leading the charge anymore and was like falling behind and was having trouble keeping up and that was like we got like we got to go and get things checked out like this isn't right this isn't normal and um that was that was a sign of like hey something's going wrong like let's go get it looked at um you know versus someone who is inactive and doesn't you know train or challenge themselves at all it might take a little bit longer for you to find out that something's wrong Mm -hmm. and that you know you need to you need to you know go go see a doctor and get some tests done to figure out if if there is anything that um that is there and and holding you back and you know i know it's not going to be not going to happen all the time where you end up you know finding things out or it's not always going to turn out perfect but you know at least you might have a bit more of a fighting chance so well yeah the the better the earlier you catch something the better you know your recovery aspect is so and like even doing you know like like you said like um what do they call it like where you where you train prior to a to a surgery coming up so you can prehab. come out of it yeah prehab so you can yep. come out of it better yep. um like that's a big deal too right so and like i bet that you guys do that here for some people as well yeah so. yeah depends on the individual and it's like the you know the fitter you can go into something whether it is a, a joint replacement or a surgery like a scope on the knee or whatever like the fitter and stronger you are the better your chances of recovery are. Yeah, and like it just goes to show like even 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 with my injury um if I if I don't stay on top of my body and you know get the things done that I need to do to take care of it, I regress. And like by regress I mean my walking gets horrible, my muscles get tight, my spasms get worse. I'm not as mobile. I want to stay in bed all day and I basically shrivel up and I can't do anything. And, um, the cold does have, you know, a lot to do with that as well. Um, because now that it's getting cold out, I'm realizing, you know, not with, with all the stretching and, and, and rolling that I'm doing in massages, like it does help, but it's, you know, it's a very short time period that it does help and you have to stay on top of it. Um, say if I'm going to do, like legs tomorrow or something like that. I have to roll and stretch tonight, roll and stretch tomorrow, massage my legs and make sure they're ready for what I'm doing the next day. And you have to be proactive uh, in order to prevent injury, in order to prevent you know anything from happening that day and just for a better workout, for a better recovery, for better rehab. There's, there's just so much you know beneficial things for being proactive. Have you, have you ever done yoga post-accident? I have done yoga once and it was extremely hard, but I did like it. I haven't gotten fully into it yet, but now that I've started more of the functional aspect of my recovery again, since I am doing uh, physiotherapy and stuff like that again, I'm uh, more focused on um, range of motion and all that. So I'm planning on possibly starting yoga. Awesome. You should be you should be coming in here for yoga. You, do, you be, guys do yoga? We do yoga, yes. Mm-hmm. Shit. So I think you should be doing it. It's a yin style, but anyways. I think it's, you know, trying to get that range of motion back, trying to you were just talking about stretching and rolling and stuff like that. And I thought, you know what? Like definitely being in some of those positions. I know you're not gonna be able to hit all of them perfectly, but not everyone can, you know. Probably about twenty percent I'd say. <laughs> some some <laughs> people are like, I'm too tight to do yoga. I can't do yoga. It's like there yeah. Point. That's the point. Get in here. Yeah. The, the, the coach will 
the, the yoga instructor will modify for you accordingly. It's all good. Um, so just kind of to get to get back to you know you ended up getting going back home. You've got mom and dad helping you out with with everything at home. Um, you know what uh, what was what was life like being back at home? Um, it was definitely a change because you know you go from living at home but never being at home because you're so busy with work, school, sports, like absolutely everything. Um, and then you come back home when you're paralyzed and in a wheelchair, there's not, you know, a whole lot to do than, than your appointments and what you can do. And, uh, it was definitely very depressing for the first while. Um, I, for the first probably six months post accident, I was suicidal. Um, it's funny cause I probably couldn't even kill myself because I was paralyzed anyway. So <laughs> how's that even going to happen? But uh, thank God I got through that. I, I, I talked to mom a lot about it, actually, and um, had, had good talks with her. And uh, um, definitely, you know, helped me get by a lot of, you know, dark, tough times. And, um, you know, being at home, that there, there was no structure because, you know, I didn't have to get up basically for anything. I didn't have to get up to go to work. I didn't have anywhere to be other than, you know, the appointments that my mom would wake me up for, make me breakfast for, take me to. Like, I was basically a child. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just really excited to, to you know, be on my own and, and, and get that structure back. I start school in January. I'll have, like, a, I'll be a contributing factor to society again. And I'll just, it just feels great um, because, you know, I've been in limbo for so long and, I was ready to work last year in July already, but that got held off um, because they didn't think uh, my career choice was sustainable with someone with such a severe injury as mine. Um, and uh, so I'm going back to school in January, and I'm just really excited to have that structure because I didn't have any of that back at home uh, when we got when I got back and I was in a wheelchair. So, um, yeah, that's it. Must have been. It must have been different. It must have been tough, like you said, like never being at home, but like living at home sort of thing. And then now, like being at home and not being able to go, even if you want, like it's, it's you know, relying on everyone else to help you and, and get you moving and get you up and all that kind of stuff. Um, so what did you, I don't know, what did you think about your your new life like that and it was it was getting better you were putting in the work you were seeing changes and everything like that but like what um i don't know what what was your thoughts of of this new life i absolutely hated myself i'm not even gonna lie um i put on a happy face for you know quite some time and uh you know you smile through all the bullshit so they say but uh and there comes a point where it's just like too much to handle. And, um, uh, regardless of, you know, if I, if I wanted to get up and, and do my physio that day or, you know, do those things that, that I'm supposed to do because I know that would help, um, the days that I didn't want to do it at all, you know, I still, I still got it done. And, and, um, there were times where I'd be crying while I was doing physio, but, um, you just had to do it. So, yeah. Do what you got to do. Damn right. Um, so you decided to go back to to bodybuilding. How did 
how did that come about? Why, why did you want to get back on stage? Um, well, I made the decision that I was going to get back on stage uh, during that family meeting when they said I would never walk again. Uh, <laughs> I told them that they didn't have to renovate my house uh, for to make a wheelchair accessible. Um, I told them that I'm not only going to walk again, but I'm going to step back on stage again. And uh, they did kind of laugh at me, uh, but I, that's a goal that I set literally as soon as I can talk and breathe again and, and, and walk and all that. And uh, it's, it, was, it was a big, big deal to me. And I, I don't know why, but I felt like obviously functional sports that require a lot of you know active movement, like soccer and stuff, maybe that wouldn't quite be possible. But uh, I felt like if I can you know get some function back, lift weights, be able to stand and, and, you know, grow and hopefully get to a decent enough size where I can step on stage and not feel, you know, like I don't belong there, um, that, that I would do it. And, um, and, and I did it. <laughs> um, it took, was it three years after my accident on the third year? I think I stepped back on stage in 2016 and I did two shows that year. Uh, I actually qualified for provincials after that provincial qualifier, and I did that eight weeks after. Um, it, it was just something that, you know, it, with the ACL surgery, um, where, I, where I found bodybuilding and I fell in love with it, um, basically the same thing kind of just happened again. Um, this time it was just, uh, just a lot higher stakes, basically. I had to go through a lot, lot more to become, you know, um, where I'm at today and to be able to step on stage and showcasing that after all my body's been through to be able to step on stage and showcase a physique that's actually like decent looking, um, like is, is huge to me. And, and it shows a lot like it's, you only have one body. It's your temple. It's, it's everything to you. It's your health and what you put into it. You know, you, you, you're able to showcase it and why, why aren't you like some people, bash um you know mirrors in the gym or whatever like you know you're posing all the time or blah 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 but like i look in the mirror while i'm doing an exercise so i can see my form if i'm doing it properly and like yeah i pose after in case like so i can see you know what what deficiencies i have in that pose and where my strong points and weak points are and stuff like that and um compared to an able-bodied person like there's a little you know difference but I don't know. I just felt like I would step on stage again and that I would do it and I fell in love with it and I'm still planning on doing a couple more shows, um, hopefully in 2019, but school is a priority. Obviously, it comes first. So. Cool. Okay, we, we're, we're back. We took a little break, a little, little potty break. <laughs> Had to, Podcast break. Yeah. <laughs> Had to run to the washroom. Back at it. Um, I wanted to wanted to ask you about your... Stepping back on stage, um, you talked a little bit about it before, but um, you know what? What were you thinking? What did you feel when you got off the stage? When you walked off that stage, you ended up winning the Iron Wheel Award, the most memorable award, and um, you know what was running through your head. Well, I didn't get the outcome that I wanted because obviously I wanted to come first and I came third, but it's respectable because of you know. Uh, my body and what I've been through. And obviously 
third place was uh, where I deserved to be. Um, but uh, yeah, winning, I had to go on and off the stage a couple of times. Uh, right after my routine, I almost fell because uh, I was so gassed from the actual routine. Um, flexing your muscles up there when you're that tired is uh, tiring. It's hard work. Yes, it is. So um, going up and down, I got called back up for the Iron Will Award, which was extremely emotional. Um, I got to share it with uh, two of my favorite people, Barry and Martin from Gorilla Jacks. Um, after my accident, they actually uh, had a shirt created called Train for Shane, and it just shows uh, an ambulance and um, me, well, like a stick man and a stretcher. That was <laughs> I, you. I, yeah. was, I was a stick man <laughs> at that time, actually. So, yes, it yeah. was me. And uh, working his way up from, you know, a, a stretcher to a wheelchair to a walker to a cane to, to running. And um, uh, it was a cool little... Uh, analogy for everything that I'm going through and have been going through for the last five years. And uh, um, he, Martin was the one who basically wrote or read my story, sorry, on stage. And uh, Barry and Grant, uh, Barry being from Gorilla Jacks as well, and Grant being my coach, they actually were able to award me with that uh, trophy. And it was extremely emotional. Um, I was bawling my eyes out on stage and, you know, trying not to fall and cry. And uh, so were they as well. And uh, that trophy was extremely heavy, so I had to get I think Barry <laughs> to, to carry it off the stage because I can't walk with the weight. I can yeah. I can I can hold the weight stationary, but <laughs> I can't walk with weight. So that's the big issue for me. And uh, that's probably why I'm a bodybuilder and I'm not into CrossFit yeah. <laughs> at the moment. So, um, but uh, <laughs> I ain't into the functional fitness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not my thing. So. Um, Anyway, going off stage, I was extremely emotional, and uh, um, I kind of didn't have a chance to process it because there is the funny thing is there is a couple news teams there that wanted to that were covering my story and wanted to see me step back on stage. So um, they they pulled me aside right away. They wouldn't even let me put my shirt on. Um, I had to had to walk out there shirtless and and still in a banana hammock and do a do a uh, an interview with them. And uh, while while I was doing the interview, uh, they were asking me a ton of questions, just how it feels, and I, I didn't really have any words for it. Um, I was I was overwhelmed, and and the feeling was just indescribable. Uh, it was the best feeling. Um, I haven't felt uh, equal to an able-bodied person other than that time that I was on stage. I felt I felt equal compared to everyone else. I didn't feel like I was belittled or emasculated because I had a disability. Um, and that's, that's what I was striving for and that's how it felt. And it was just like the best, the best feeling hundred percent. Um, so going off stage, uh, it was, it was extremely emotional. And after I was able to, uh, do that interview, I was kind of upset that I had to do the interview right away and not, you know, be able to go see, you know, my mom and dad and family who were waiting for me and things like that. But, uh, um, it was it was really neat, and everyone was just so so proud and so so welcoming, you know, over everything that I have accomplished. And I couldn't see the crowd at all because it's pretty much pitch black. You can see maybe the first three, four rows or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I was told that you know, like everyone was crying, and there was a big standing ovation. And and I had no idea because I have to look at my feet when I walk because my proprioception is horrible. <laughs> um, so I have no idea where my legs are when I'm walking. Uh, so I kind of have to look down and see where <laughs> see where they're at, especially when I'm so nervous like that. So 
um, it was such a great feeling and I, I I'm kind of, um, hunting for that feeling again and trying to find that niche again and maybe do another couple of shows or something else. So don't fall on your face. Don't fall on your face. That was exactly what I was thinking in my head. Yes. No, that was cool. You just reposted that on your Instagram the other, the other day or last week. And, um, yeah, it was crazy to see that video because I remember you coming out and everyone's screaming and you're like, shh, you know, it's... Uh, well, yeah, I couldn't I, hear the I, music. Do you I remember repo- the beginning? Yeah, I revo- reposted. It was pretty funny. And then you're... What's that first song? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. So, like, when your legs don't look like they used to before. <laughs> I had to brush them off like it was nothing, but... Yeah. yeah. And then uh, switches to that Linkin Park song, Numb. And, uh, no, that was, that was really cool to see. And... Um, <laughs> yeah, when I when I saw it when you posted it there, I just got chills, and I'm like, man, like I just remember that like it was yesterday, and just you know seeing seeing you there and getting we got some like family pictures done, um, yeah. you know, by the was it Gorilla Jacks the photographer there, yeah. yeah. So that was kind of that was cool, <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome seeing seeing you on stage and and just coming so far coming back to to doing that and it's like when you're told like hey you're never going to walk again and and a whole bunch of other stuff uh negative negative things you know you can take that negativity or you could have taken that negativity and been like okay and just kind of like felt sorry for yourself and accepted it but you did the total opposite utilized it to the best possibility that it could possibly go yeah and yeah and I think you're you're still you're still progressing. You're still doing you know doing well, doing doing better all the time. And and obviously, like it's it's happening slower now. You're not seeing as many changes. But yes, trying to get Shane to get his butt in the gym here and do some more functional stuff with us. And I have said that I will. Yes, I know. But I I you know actions speak louder than words. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. And. Uh, you know, I, I know part of it was you had mentioned before being out in public and not wanting to be out shopping and stuff like that um, and being in a gym setting. I know it's it's different and, and you, you know, you want to do well. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to show any deficiencies and stuff in front of people. But you know what? Like, you know, just think about those people like getting off the couch and coming to the gym and training where you train and stuff like that. Like, you know, if they walk into walk into those gyms and and they don't feel worthy of being there, like, what would you say to them? Feel worthy of being there at the gym because because why they're too lazy to? Yeah, well, just say that they're they're like you know, it's someone who just like yourself wanting to get like fitter and get your life back and get stronger. You know, say there's someone who's getting off the couch and like, hey, like I you know I I want to be fitter and more functional and be able to have better quality of life, you know, just because they're not at your level or someone else's level in the gym, would you tell them not to be there? Hell no. Obviously, everyone deserves to be at the gym and everyone deserves to strive for their goals, no matter what what their goals may be in the gym. And um, what I've realized is I like maybe maybe that's the case for me having so much anxiety going into regular public places is because you know, I'm, I'm just going shopping. Like, how's that, you know, bettering yourself in a way kind of thing. Like, even though buying food, cooking it, eating the right things is bettering yourself. But, (laughs) but like going to the gym and, and pushing yourself and pushing those limits and overcoming those plateaus. And it's, it's a good, good feeling. And, and you may not want to go to the gym. You may not want to do those things, 
but the the feeling that you get after afterwards and all those endorphins that are released and and just the way you feel makes up for for all those things that you're thinking before the gym that you can't do it and like you don't want to do it and and it's it's just getting there and some days you know getting there is the hardest part but the actual workout is fun it's it's easy it's it's you're pushing yourself and and if you like that kind of stuff and and you want to lose a couple pounds or you want to you know be more flexible or lift more weights or gain some mass or anything like that like nobody nobody in the fitness community nobody in a gym nobody in anywhere anywhere in places like that judge you if you're if you're there and you're working and you're trying to better yourself no one's going to judge you you're just doing you and and you go in there and you put in the work and and you come out of it and you feel better when you're going to a store like i'm saying people have no idea what the heck is wrong with me um i get looks all the time and it definitely does bother me and it gives me anxiety and stuff like that like i said but uh going into the gym i'm going in there for a reason i'm going in there to better myself and and i see a lot of people who you know, who might have another limp or something like that or who are overweight and do I judge them? No, I let them, you know, do their own thing. And if they do need help or something like that, I'm not, I'm not shy and I'm not afraid to help them as well. So control what you can control, whatever other people think about you or, you know, any perceptions or whatever that, that they've got, like, don't worry about it. Exactly. And I need, I need to practice what I preach a lot more. And I do, I do know that I do tell myself that, um, but uh, you know, I'm still working on it. I'm a work in progress. So you, we all are. You, you yes. do you, boo. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about what's what's next for Shane Dick. The big dick. What's next for him? Little Dick. Whatever, man. <laughs> um. What's what's next? You're going to school. You said I, I am going to school. Um. I was ready to actually. I took a the, the ISSA. Uh, personal training course last year in like uh, March, April, May. Um, I took the certified personal training course, nutritional course. Uh, I made a website, bought a laptop, was ready to work. MPI told me that I couldn't work because of my uh, injury. So uh, I basically had to go through a bunch of examinations, uh, physical, uh, mental, like how smart I am because I did crack my head open and, and stuff like that. So see if uh, it's still in there. Yeah, see still if you know, the brains are working or not. So <laughs> uh, they said it would take a couple months, and it took a year and a bit, year and a half now. So finally, I'm really excited to get back to school, uh, get that structure going. Um, I'm really, really nervous about going back to school because it's been so long since I've basically done any schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm going to be very out of place. I'm going to you know, be the only guy there who's 25 walking with a limp when, when everyone's, you know, fresh out of high school, 18, 19 years old. You don't know that. I don't know that, but I kind of no. know that. So you don't I'm, know that. So I'm a little nervous going back to class and, you know, meeting new people because I, I, I'm a hermit now since the accident and I don't like going out too, too much, but uh, I'm going to be working on it and hopefully, you know, it'll, it'll open up some new doors in the future and I'm very open to everything in that aspect. So, um, it, it'll help, you know, like get my story out there, um, give me some exposure to help hopefully some other spinal cord injuries um, and just, you know, just speak and let, let people know my story. Um, other than that, uh, the career choice, I'm going back to school to become a financial advisor. 
um, in the stock market and stuff like that. Um, I was going to hopefully become a cop as well prior to the accident, but I doubt uh, I have the physical capabilities of becoming that again <laughs> right now. So that <laughs> that might not happen. But uh, you can point and shoot, right? You can possibly. drive a car. You can point and shoot. <laughs> That's true. I can do that. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. But. Uh, no, and other than that, uh, school is definitely a priority, but I do have a couple of other things that I really, really want to do in 2019, but if it has to hold off, it does. Um, in 2019, I want to compete in a wheelchair bodybuilding show. Uh, it's relatively new in the bodybuilding community. It's been out for a couple of years now, and um, I'm looking to see what shows I have or I am able to do and then I hopefully will be qualified for the actual Mr. Olympia, which is like the biggest bodybuilding show in the world. It's held in Las Vegas every year. And um, that would definitely be a dream of mine to That's compete cool. on stage. Yeah, that would be really neat. So I'm, I'm hoping for that. And... Uh, um, that's wheelchair bodybuilding. So obviously they don't judge your legs there, which is okay with me, I guess. Um, and, uh, I also want to do a regular bodybuilding show and I'm not sure, uh, if I would go into the men's physique category where you do wear board shorts, or if I would just go into the open bodybuilding category where you're in a banana hammock again. Um, There's no little boys category. No, no, unfortunately <laughs> not. I would definitely do well in that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> No, I'm just I'm just excited to hopefully you know accomplish that and do those do those couple of shows and and see where things go and if I'm able to compete against able-bodied people in regular bodybuilding, then so be it. If I'm able to do body or wheelchair bodybuilding, so be it. Men's physique, so be it. Um, I'm open to basically anything in the fitness industry when it comes to that. And uh, one one huge 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 goal that I have in hopefully 2019 that I really want to accomplish. Uh, is walk the uh, Cancer Care Manitoba run that they have every year. I think it's about 20 kilometers long, and I don't think I've ever walked that long in my life. <laughs> so uh, so it's going to definitely be a challenge, and I'm doing this uh, in memory of my mom, and I want to raise as much money as possible to go to Cancer Care Manitoba for this walk. And um, I'm hoping to get... Uh, Paul on board with it with everyone at Stark. Uh, I'm hoping to get you know my coach and all of his uh, athletes uh, to to uh, donate in on that as well and just just get as much exposure as it as possible because for someone who for someone who wasn't able to walk again or isn't was told they wouldn't walk again and given a one percent chance and to see my mom go through all the shit that she went through in the last year, um, it's it's. Uh, it's definitely the least that I could do for her. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping to hoping to walk that and hopefully not take too, too long. And um, <laughs> so not everyone's just waiting for me at the finish line. But um, if I can accomplish that and have a really good turnout for that, that would be, like, the best best thing possible. So that's one of the, the biggest goals that I have in 2019. So I think that's a pretty damn good goal. Um, I'd hope so, coming from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, just seeing, you know, firsthand what, what mom went through being diagnosed with cancer and going, going through all the chemo treatments and. Well, double and, uh, hit cancer. She had yeah. two can two stage four cancers. That's happens to less than 5% of cancer patients. It's insane. So, so seeing, seeing her go through that and all the treatments and, and just 
you know, the testing and the lumbar yeah. punctures and good news and then bad news and good news and bad news. Like, you know, what, what some of these people end up going through when they get diagnosed. Um, and then just seeing, you know, her, her doctors, her oncologists, uh, Dr. Kansara and then Dr. Seftel, um, like just amazing, amazing people. And the nurses at, at, um, at St. Boniface and then at Health Sciences Center on GD6 um, are just amazing people. And, you know, yeah. mom had nothing but good things to say about them. And even, you know, us, when we would go there and, and to visit mom and, you know, we'd get to meet some of the nurses and and um, they're just amazing, mm-hmm. special people that, um, you know, I don't know how how they do what they do um, day in, day out, but they're they're providing a lot of hope for people that, that really need it. Yep. So, um, yeah. So Basically a second family, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll, I'm definitely happy to support more, uh, put out more info on it as you come up with it and, you know, what your vision for it is and, you know, I'm definitely game for it and I'll, I'll see how many people we can get from here that are doing it. Um, and, um, you know, just try to try to get as much money as we can for, for cancer care for people who are going through it that, that need it. And, um, you know, it sucks to see that, that these big hospitals are being built for, for cancer care specifically. And there's more and more people being diagnosed all the time. And, um, you know, it's just the amount of, of um, research and everything going into it now, like you would think we'd be closer to to having a cure for it or to, to being able to like, you know, have someone gets diagnosed and it's like, here, take this pill or take this whatever. And, and it doesn't seem like that. Like, um, no, there's so much more that goes into it. So yeah. it'll be nice to hopefully raise enough money and uh, feel like you're contributing to a really good cause. And I'm going to do as much as I can to help out. So, and I hope everyone else does as well. Yeah. But we'll put more info out on that as, uh, you know, as, as things come up and we'll try to get as many people out as possible. So, um, and I guess to, to wrap things up, Shane, I got three questions, or I got one question. Give me three answers for it. Who is your daddy? Who is your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> Who told you he eat my cookies? <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> my question is, what are three things you would suggest to someone who wants to change their life, who might be in a bit of a rut, who who needs a bit of extra motivation, or who's got you know got that preconceived idea that they're not capable or, or, you know, worthy of, of doing something to, to improve their life? What are three things that you could recommend? Three things. Okay. Well, number one would just to be to tell yourself that you can do it and, and make a pros and cons list and say like, what, what are the benefits of me being able to get up and go do this? And what are the cons? I guarantee you the pros will outweigh the cons almost every single time. You're sitting on the couch debating if you should go to the gym or not. 
what are the what are the cons to that? I, I I don't know. You get to you you missed your favorite TV show. Like is that that the biggest con you can find? Like record that exactly. Yeah. Press a button, record it, and <laughs> go to the gym. Yeah. Number one, stop being a pussy. That's that's basically <laughs> it. Like seriously, you got to tell yourself that you can do it. Um, I'm writing this down. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. Number number two would be obviously find a support system that works for you because um, something that works for one person isn't something that works for everybody. Everyone is different. Everyone needs different things to improve their life to help the quality of their life. Um, I would I would definitely say that like knowing knowing my brother and seeing all of his posts and and knowing his personality. Um, Stark is, is a great place to come for a family oriented, uh, kind of, uh, team. And, and uh, every time I come here, everyone's always happy. Everyone's always smiling, laughing, joking around. Uh, Paul's always joking around as per usual, cause he has the driest sense of humor that I know. Um, and, uh, yeah, find a support system that works, works for you and works with you and not against you. And the third thing would just to try and be consistent and positive because while you're positive, you can accomplish great things and being consistent will definitely help you overcome those plateaus of things that you said that you can't do. When you say you can't do something, being consistent and doing it over and over again and getting those repetitions in, um, everything comes easier. You can push past plateaus um, and you'll become a better person with consistency. That's that's the thing that I'm learning right now is just being consistent with the things that I don't like doing. And, and I, like, I like going to the gym. I like working out. I like lifting weights. I don't like stretching. I don't like rolling. I don't like massaging because it all kills my body. It hurts. But guess what? I do it anyway because I know that being consistent with it will end, end, end up being beneficial for me in the long run. And those are the three things that I think that someone needs in their life to be a positive change. Cool. I like it. So to wrap up, I just want to say thank you to Shane for coming and, and doing this. I really hope that somebody, you know, at least one person that listens to it, just one, just one (laughs) feels like, um, you know, gets a bit more motivation from it. Um, you know, that realizes that they're capable of more than they think. And that, uh, can go and make you know some positive life changes and uh, set some new higher standards for themselves and uh, and get out there and achieve them. So, if you have any questions, um, you know, send them our way. Uh, I think we could probably end up doing another podcast. I'll split this one into two, but I'm sure we could also do one down the line. Um, but if you have any questions, where where can people find you, Shane? I'm not giving out my address. You don't have to give out your address. Oh, okay, but. On like your your Instagram. Yeah, I know. I'm kidding around. Okay, okay. calm down. Um, basically, just my name. Shane Dick is on Instagram. Shane Dick on Facebook. I don't have Twitter because I don't believe in Twitter. It's you don't believe in it? It's just boring. That's fake I news. I just, I just used to tweet song lyrics on there, so okay. um, I, I quit that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Facebook and Instagram, Shane Dick. And um, yeah, if you just Google my name, there's a couple stories and videos that... Uh, Muscle Tech has done CBC News, CB, CTV News, Global News. They've all done stories on uh, my recovery and uh, 
the journey to the stage and stuff like that. So I'm pretty easy to find. So just shoot me a message if you really actually want to ask me anything or if I've inspired you throughout this podcast, I'd be greatly appreciated. Awesome. All right. So thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, I hope you're all a little bit better than yesterday. Toodles. Did you just say toodles? I did. Thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning and Stark CrossFit. If you have any ideas for a guest you'd like to hear on our show or if you have any questions you'd like answered, please send them to us at info at starkstrength.com. Take care, everyone.